Thank you for listening to this podcast from Monclova Road Baptist Church. For more information about this message and the ministries of Monclova Road Baptist Church, please visit monclovabaptist.org. In Proverbs chapter 1, and uh, verse 1, it says, The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment, and equity, to give stability to the simple, to the young men knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and will increase in learning, and a man of understanding shall attend unto wise counsel. To understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and the dark saying. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for this day, and Father, I pray that you be with us. And Lord, that you help me to be a blessing uh, to your people. And I pray, Lord, that um, your word will go forth and that you will be pleased. And that uh, as we hear, Lord, that we will apply what you have for us. And I thank you for this time. Thank you for the opportunity. And I pray that once again, you help me to be a blessing. And we just thank you in the name of Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. All right. First, we have to look at the reason, the reason for the writing of Proverbs. So, number one, we see right away to know wisdom. All right? So, the definition of wisdom. All right? Anybody have a definition of wisdom? All right? So the definition of wisdom that I wrote down here is, is knowledge gained by experience or a sound judgment. Okay, that's what wisdom is. You, you, we want the knowledge. Now, when I say knowledge, we get knowledge as we go to school. We, go, we get knowledge from uh, all kinds of different things. But I'm talking about the knowledge of God that we need to get. And as we get the knowledge of God, we experience things in life. Why? So it can give us a sound judgment so that we can know that God is in whatever we are facing, God is teaching us so we can make good judgment. And so wisdom comes as we know know God. And then it says, number two, to know instruction. So the definition of instruction is basically information, okay, information or discretion. So we get the the, the, the knowledge, and then we get the, the instruction, and so as we get those things, we have the information that we learn from the Word of God to help us and guide us, whatever we're facing in life. And then number three, it says to, to proceed the words of understanding. And so the definition of understanding is skillful or knowing. So, as we see these three things right here, right away, what is the whole purpose of that for each and every one of us? To know these things, to to know wisdom, to know uh, instruction, to know understanding. Well, it says, the reason, the purpose that is to give stability, uh, to give stability to the simple, to the young man, knowledge. Is to, so basically, it's in a sense, it's for you and me, as we grow in the grace of God, as we learn 
the wisdom of God is so that you, to give spiritual young men and women, and women knowledge. And what is that? You, what we are doing is we're giving them truth and facts about life. I mean, that's what God wants you to do. Because why? You, are, you and I are supposed to pass that on to the next generation. If we don't pass it on, as you gain those things, then what's going to happen to our society? You know? And so that's why God wants you and me to get the wisdom so that we can teach. Isn't it, uh, when, I mean, especially nowadays, it's kind of sad that young people do not flock around older people to learn from them. You know, like, I mean, for example, if, if a young man sees that a person is successful, maybe with his finances, why doesn't he go to that person and say, hey, well, how did you do that? Right? I mean, wouldn't that be wise? for young men to do that. But instead, what do young people go? They go ask their friends. I mean, what are you going to ask your friend for? That friend is wet behind the ears just like he is. And he don't have the experience. Like you, as you get older and you get wiser and you get the wisdom and the knowledge and the understanding of God's word so that you can pass it on. And that's why we, we come to church. That's why we have Sunday school classes so that we can pass that knowledge and that understanding and the instruction and pass out the facts and the truth about God's word. So hopefully these young people, as they grow up, and if they're wise enough, they will learn that early in life. How many of you learned it late in life? I'm guilty of it. That's a lot of things I learned late in life. I wish I would have been wiser when I was younger, you know, and went to older people and talked to them and, you know, about certain situations in life so they can teach me and show me how I could prosper much better in life. And so here's, that's why God put this in, in the book of Proverbs so that you and I could learn from it and pass it on. That's why he did that for us. Okay, so number two, there are two qualities of a wise man and women. Two qualities. Number one, your wisdom will grow if you listen to others as they explain your shortcomings. Or you could say, as you listen to God as he explains your shortcomings. Now, I'm going to give you some verses so you can see from God's word that all these are here. It says in Proverbs 8, 1, it says, My son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother. Now, when I read that, I kind of started laughing, because it says here, the father gives instruction, but the mother gives the law. She puts down the law. <laughs> and the father is supposed to, okay, you I give the instruction because the mom put the law and now I'm going to pass it on to the children. Huh? I mean, that's what it says, right? I mean, so it, 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 here's what the, the Bible is telling us, okay? For the, now, remember, all of us are sons. If you're a Christian today, if you accepted Christ as your Savior, you are a son of God, ain't you? So God is instructing us as a father, teaching us that we must be wise, 
in that thing. And Proverbs 4 1 says, Hear ye children the instruction of a father, and attend to no understanding. And in Proverbs 4 10, it says, Hear, O my son, and receive my sayings, and the years of thy life shall be many. Isn't that wonderful? So what is it saying there to us? I believe it's saying to us that you and I, if we just listen to the words of God and apply the word of God to our life, that we must live a clean life. If we live a clean life, God says, he prospers us and he'll make us live longer. I mean, you know, if you could think about people that are, that are into uh, uh, drugs, alcohol, or you name it, whatever they're into, a lot of times it costs them to have a shorter life, doesn't it? Because they chose not to listen. I I guarantee none of them, uh, when they were growing up, said, this is what I want to do when I grow up. You know? None of them. So as we, we listen and we hear and we pay attention, God will instruct us and as we grow, We'll get the wisdom of God, and he'll teach us how to live that clean life. But that's a choice we all have to make there. And in Proverbs 5, 7, it says, Hear me, hear me now, therefore, all you children, and depart not from the words of my mouth. Remember, as we listen, a lot of times we don't want to listen. We just want to be heard. We don't want to listen to uh, the instructions. Sometimes we need to listen, sit back, and listen to what God is saying to us. That's crucial for each and every one of us that we pay attention and we listen to the, the voice of God or as we listen to other people that are God is using to teach you. It's crucial. But apparently a lot of times we don't, we don't want to listen. So it says that in Proverbs, in Proverbs 8, 33 and 34, it says, Hear instruction and be wise and refuse it not. Blessed is the man that heareth me. And in Proverbs uh, nineteen twenty it says this, Hear counsel and receive instruction that thou mayest be wise in thy latter end. Now, just think about this, all right? Wisdom is a long-term investment. That's what wisdom is, a long-term investment. Why? Because every day you and I are supposed to be growing in the grace of God every day. And so wisdom comes as you and I grow in his grace and in his knowledge, so that we, as we're growing, we can be a blessing to those around us. And those that are younger than us or even sometimes older than us because they see your, you are growing in God's grace and they see that you are following in God's footsteps and trying to live what God wants you to do. It's a long-term investment. It, you know, it doesn't happen overnight, right? I mean, that's the way it is. It's just that's how you and I will grow. In Proverbs twenty two seventeen, it says, Bow down thy ear, and hear the words of the wise, and apply thy heart unto my knowledge. 
Okay? Now, here, here's what God's saying to us. All right? Pay attention, you know? Listen, right? Bow down your ears and pay attention to what I'm saying. And then he says, what did he say? He says, apply, apply thy heart unto my saying. So, as we listen to the word of God, and then we apply what we heard. You know, people got a lot of knowledge. All right? They can get a lot of knowledge. But what's the point of having all that knowledge if you don't apply what you know? What benefit is it? You God is saying to you to bow down that ear and listen and then apply why I'm telling you. Isn't it wonderful, parents, when your son or your daughter listens to you and apply what you say? Don't that bring a big smile to you and a joy that they are listening to you and applying what you are saying to them? It just brings joy. So what do you think that does to our Heavenly Father when he sees his children applying and listening to his instructions. Because now God says, you know what? I could give to that person more wisdom and more knowledge about me because he applies what I teach him in his life. So that's, that's very crucial for us to do, to do that. And then it says in Proverbs twenty three nineteen, Hear thou my son and be wise and guide thy heart in thy way. So, God, remember, God is saying to listen, all right, to others as they explain to us our shortcoming or as we listen to God. Because you know what? It's vital that we pay attention to God's word and then he, he teaches us our shortcomings. And when he teaches those shortcomings to us, then we have to apply what he's instructing us to do regarding that. And so number two, the first one is we listen to God or we listen to others. And then number two, your wisdom will grow if you study to know more about your shortcoming. That's very interesting there. It says to study more about your shortcoming. Think about some of the shortcomings you have. The key for us, if we know those shortcomings, then we need to study about those things. If you, if you and I, or if I have an anger problem, guess what? I need to study about the anger. And I guarantee you, in the Word of God, there's a lot of verses about anger. Right? And whatever the shortcoming may be, even our finances, it's in the Bible. You have to study it. Why? Because it's going to help you and me to get to the knowledge that God wants us to have so that we can be wise and overcome those shortcomings. So we need to understand that we need to study. All right? If we study, then we benefit by it. And Proverbs 9, 9 says, Give instruction to a wise man, and he will be wiser. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. See how that, 
the, the benefit of that. In Proverbs 16, 21, it says, The wise in heart shall be called prudent, and the sweetness of his lips increase learning. And then in Proverbs 16, 23, it says, The heart of the wise teaches his mouth and added learning to his lips. All right? So here we, God is teaching us that we need to take time and find out, each and every one of us, what is my problem? What is my shortcoming? What do I have that I need to let God teach me about those things? And, and not only that, you know, some of us here may know a spiritual person. All right? You need to find out from them. Go sit with them. That's why the Bible talks about counsel, get counseling, get, you know, why? Because that person wants to help. He wants to teach you what he learned himself from God's word. And that's why we go to our pastor or to those that we know that will be a help to us so that they can be a blessing to us. That's, remember, the beginning, the first three things I said, right? We're getting all these wisdom, understanding, instruction for what? To teach others. That's the purpose of it. It's not for you and me to keep it to ourselves. What's the benefit of that? We're not teaching anybody. God wants, as God is teaching you, or as others are teaching you, then you take that and you teach others about what God's word says. And so hopefully that will help each and every one of us to overcome those shortcomings that we have in our life. So it's crucial that we understand. First, we need to listen to others or we listen to God. We listen, uh, number, uh, number two, we, uh, we study to know more about our shortcomings. You know, the sad part is, I believe, in most of us, is that sometimes we are too proud to get help. You know, it's just the facts. It's, we proud, we proud people. We don't want people to know our problems because we think they're going to look down on us, you know, or... Who knows what you you know what you're thinking about? But it's, it's that's pridefulness, you know. And and you're not going to get help feeling that way. That's why we have all kinds of ministries. We have the reformers unanimous. Those that have addiction. Why? So they can come, and we can help. We can try to help them. We're not going to go around. I mean, and gossip about them. <laughs> that's not teaching. That's gossiping and we know what God says about gossiping right we want to help we want to encourage so that God can help them and make them better Christians so they can be a blessing to our society and to others and so that's crucial so we see the, the two qualities of a wise man and woman number three a quality of a man of understanding Okay, the a quality of a man of understanding. Your understanding and my understanding increases by asking others for help 
with your shortcoming. You know, all of us in here, we need help. Spiritually speaking, we need help, right? I mean, that's why we have church. The church is like a hospital because spiritually we are sick. And we need to get healed from that. And so that's why we come to church, so we can hear from God's word, so it can penetrate in our heart, and hopefully it will change us and make us better because of what God can do. But how do we do that? We, we need to go to God and ask for help. And we need to go to others and ask for help. Right? Because here's what the Bible says. In Proverbs 8.14, it says, Counsel is mine and sound, and sound wisdom. I am understanding and I have strength. I love that. God said, hey, counsel is mine. And he has all the wisdom that you and I need. And he has all the understanding. He knows what you and I are going through. He knows that. So he has all this for you and for me. And then he says, I have the strength to give to you and to me to overcome those things. That's why we need the word of God. And Proverbs eleven fourteen says, where no counsel is, the people fall. But the multitude of counselors, there is safety. And then the Bible says in twelve fifteen, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes. But he that hearken unto counsel is wise. Now listen, it says, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes. God is saying, hey, I'm not calling you a fool. God is. If you want to be wise in your own way, then God said, go ahead. Be wise in your way. See how far you get with that. You know, that's why a lot of times we're in a mess. Because we never take the time to, to uh, be asking for help. How many times, I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm guilty of this. How many times you have a situation and you say, I can take care of this? Right? I can take care of this. Instead of the first thing you, should, you and I should be doing is running to God and say, Lord, I got this problem. How do I fix this? Then we ask him for help. No matter what, even if it's a big problem, a small problem, the first thing we should be doing is running to God and asking for help. And see what the word of God says to you. And see how God speaks to you. Or run to someone that you know and say, hey, I have this situation. Do you know how I can deal with this? How do I fix this? Right? Why? So that it can guide you and direct you and make you make the right decision about life. So that it can help you each and every one of them. And then in Proverbs 15, uh, 22, it says, Without counsel, purpose are disappointed. But in the multitude of counselors, they are established. You see what it's saying to us? As we go to others and ask for help, it 
helps us and it establishes us to make the right decision. And Proverbs 25 says, Counsel in the heart of man is like a deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. You see, hey, you, we have shortcoming. You need to draw it out. Go and ask people. Ask God. Get in the word of God and see what God has to say about whatever that may be. Whatever you're facing in life, I guarantee you, God has the answer. He has the answer. You know, but we so time are so stubborn that we don't take the time to go and ask for help regarding the situation. And then it says in Proverbs uh, 20:18, it says, "Every purpose is established by counsel, and with good advice make war." You know, don't, don't, we, don't you and I realize that we are in a battle? Right? We're in a war. Spiritually speaking, we're in a war. And so we need good counsel to help us. All right? And, and, and Proverbs 21.30 says this, There is no wisdom, no, under, no understanding, no counsel against the Lord. So here's what God is saying. You and I are powerless without God. We are powerless without God. We need God's help. We need God's strength. In every area of our life, we need his strength. It is so crucial that we get that in in our hearts and in our mind that any circumstances you're in, anything you're facing in life, we are powerless without God's help. Because he knows all the answers. He knows he has the wisdom. He has the strength. He has the know-how to fix every situation. It may not be in our timing, but he has the, he has the situation to fix it. As we go around and drawing those things out and asking for help and, and getting advice from others that are maybe more spiritual than we are, and it will help us to make the right decision. And then it says here, in, in Proverbs 27, 9, it says, Ornament and perfume rejoice the heart. So, the, so does the sweetness of a, man, of a man's frame by a hearty counsel. I mean, God is using the expression here that as you and I get counseling, as we, you and I go to God, I mean, it says ornament and perfume rejoices the heart. It, it, isn't it exciting when God helps you and me with a situation in our life and he gives you victory over it? It, it brings joy, doesn't it? It brings excitement. You jump with excitement and joy. I mean, all of a sudden, we are turning like by Pentecostal because you're jumping up and down with excitement, right? <laughs> and you're happy and you're excited. Why? Because you took the time and I took the time to go and get help, especially from God. That's the first one we run to. 
you know, and then God may show you someone that you can, that you can trust and you can go to them and say, hey, <clears throat> I need help and I need you to help me with this. And maybe that individual can, maybe he can. And if he can, maybe he knows someone that could. And he can advise you and say, hey, I don't know how to deal with that, but I know someone that could. And they can advise you where to go to because they trust you. And you're going to trust the person they're going to send you to. and all. So that's crucial. So how do we get all this? So the question comes, how do you and I get what God wants us to have? And Proverbs gives us the answer. And Proverbs 1.7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fool despise wisdom and instruction. Okay? So here it is. Before you and I can increase in knowledge, you and I must have a healthy fear of the Lord. Right? That's, that's how we're going to get the wisdom. We need to have a hearty fear of God. You know what? Today in our society, there are not too many people that have a fear of the Lord. And that's why our society is in the mess uh, we in. No fear of God. I mean, just think of what our society is facing today. There's no fear. Kids don't fear their parents. Kids don't fear authority. You know, and things like that. Why? Because they don't have a hearty fear. So, a fear of the Lord refers to a holy reverence towards God. I don't, I don't know about you, but I remember I, I was raised in New York City, in Manhattan, right? I remember mean guys, real mean guys. All right, they curse like a storm. But if they turned around and they saw a lady, you know what the first thing they say? I'm sorry. I didn't know you was behind me. I'm talking about the guys that are rough. Today, the women curse just as bad as men. I mean, they, they, I mean sometimes they, I think they even go overboard because they're trying to catch up what we used to do. You know? I mean, it's like, wow. You know? I remember one time I was in, in my job in, in, in Indiana, and one of my supervisors was arguing with a, with, a, with, a, with a girl, a lady, and they were going at it. I mean, they were just saying things to each other. And sure enough, we turned around, he saw one of the ladies. He, he apologized to her, and the lady said, well, how come you don't apologize to me? Because he said, you're not a lady. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, wow. Why? Because in our society today, there's no a hearty fear of God anymore. And so that's why as we learn all these things, we need to teach our young people to have a fear of God. We should, I don't, I don't know about you, but I know what God can do, Right? You know what he's capable of doing. Do you remember when you was a young kid and your mother used to say to you, wait till your dad gets home. 
huh? <laughs> and you like, now you started shaking, right? Because you knew when dad came home, you were going to get, you know? Why? Because you had a, a healthy reverence towards your dad. You loved your dad, but you knew that you had that <laughs> reverence of your father. And so we have our heavenly father, and we need to respect our God and what he's capable of doing. He does chasing his children, doesn't he? And so we need to have, to realize we have to have the fear of the Lord as a reference to a holy reverence towards God. So why? Because remember, the fear of the Lord means submission to what he asks you to do. When God gives us instruction, we need to do what he tells us to do. What does the Bible says in James? Right? Don't be hearers of the word, but what? Be doers. You know? That's how we're going to grow. That's how we're going to improve our walk with God. As we do what God instructs us to do. Because if we don't, then what benefit, how is it going to help us if we don't do that? You have the knowledge, you know what you're supposed to do, but we don't do it. And that's not good. We need to obey. Just like when our children obey, that brings joy to us because you know they're doing it because they, they, they love you and they and, and they excited about doing things. Look what the Bible says in Psalm one uh, in Psalm one twelve one. It says, Blessed ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord, that he delighteth greatly in his commandments. Right? I mean I, that's a great verse. Praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord and that delight delighted greatly in his commandments. Hey, it says delight. That means you're excited about doing what God wants you to do. It's not an obligation. It's not, you know, how many of you get up in the morning and say, oh, I'm so excited to go to work. <laughs> All right? You know? I get excited coming to work because I'm in the ministry. <laughs> it's a great thing for me. Cause why? Because God called me into the ministry. And to me, it's a, it should be a delight. When the, the day gets not delightful, that's the day it's time for me to move on. And so the commandments of God should be a delight for you and me to do. Not like, oh, okay, I got to do this. Oh, I got to go to church because it's my duty. No, it should, be, it should be a delightful thing for you and me. It should be exciting that you are in the house of God. Because you're gonna, you and I are going to learn of the things of God. You know, the biggest thing that I always do before I go to church we, I pray and I say, Lord, let me hear from you today. No matter who's speaking, yes, some speakers you like more than others, 
and some more exciting than others. Some, you know, they're just great, you know, and, and that's good. But I guarantee you, if you have a, a delightful heart, no matter who is speaking, and you open up your heart, and you listen, you want to listen to God, that man up there will teach you something. But if you close your heart out, then how can God speak to us? Because God was the one that put him up there, right? God put it up and God puts down, right? Yes, some we may like more than others, but you can learn something. And God, you come to church and you say, Lord, teach me something today so that I can be better for you in the area of our lives. So we, we can learn that. All right? Now, here's the thing. A foolish man cannot stand instruction from other people or the wisdom that others may have. Because the second part says, but fool despise wisdom and instruction. And, and why is that? Why? Why would, why would anybody want to be a fool? But here's why. Because they choose to have no fear that they are turned over to their own foolishness. God says, hey, that's what you want to do? You want to keep going your own way? You want to do what you want to do? Look at the mess people are in today because of their own foolishness. The Bible says in Proverbs 1, 29 and 31, excuse me, it says this, For that they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They they were none of they, they were none of my counsel. They despise all my reproof. Therefore shall they eat of the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. So here's God say, Hey, that's the way you want to go? And you know, and the sad part about it, it's not only the, the unsaved people. I'm talking about Christians that choose to be foolish. And they go their own way thinking they know much better than God does. Or much better than your, your, your parents or, or whatever it is that you are getting counseling from. They choose. It's a choice, isn't it? You can choose to go walk away from God. And God, you know, God's not going to say, okay, you want to go? Let's see how that works out for you. And then, of course, then when we get to the bottom, we run back to God, right? We got to learn the hard way. Why is it that we got to learn the hard way? So, because we're so stubborn or we're so prideful that we don't want to humble ourselves to God and listen to, he, to what he says. And then, uh, lastly, it says, choosing, choosing to fear the Lord will result, I love this, the results, because you and I chose to fear God, it says here, the result is confidence, a place of refuge, longer life, satisfaction, riches, honor, and life. What a benefit that we, you and I could have if we just choose to fear God and reverence him because who he is.
Look what the Bible says. I, I got all this from the Bible. All right. It says in Proverbs 14, 26, in the fear of the Lord is strong confidence. And his children shall have a place of refuge. Now, I don't know about you, but man, I, I want to have confidence in the God that I serve. And he's going, he's going to give me refuge because I put my confidence in who? In him. Not in myself, not in anyone else, but in God himself. I have confidence in who he is and what he can, he's capable of doing. And then in Proverbs 14, 27, it says, The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to depart from the snares of death. The fountain of life. In Proverbs 19.23, it says this, The fear of the Lord tended to life, and he that has it shall abide satisfied. He shall not be visited with evil. Hey, don't you think those are great benefits from God that he wants to restore to you and me if we, remember, how do we get all this? By having of fear of God, respecting who he is and what he's able. And God give us all these benefits. Because why? We take everything God is teaching us, his commandment, his principles, and we apply those principles as much as we can. doesn't mean we're perfect at everything we do, but we, we try, right? We apply these things in our lives as best we can as to God helps us with the shortcomings that we have and makes us better. Hey, how many of you ever, ever, don't raise your hand, but how many of you ever overcome a shortcoming in your life? Right? But then once that happens, guess what? Here comes another one, right? <laughs> God shows you another shortcoming. Why? And that's a good thing. You know why? Because he's trying to make you and me more like him. So once you overcome a shortcoming, guess what? Expect another one. Because we're in a battle. Until Jesus Christ comes again, we are facing things in life that God's going to show you and me so that we can be more like his son. Until he comes back. Um, that's, all, that's awesome. And then lastly in Proverbs 22.4 says, By humility, there you go, by humility. Don't be prideful. Be humble. By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches, honor, and life. As we, as you and I, humble ourselves Toss God. And as we took, we took the, the first six verses here and showed you what God expects for you and me to get. He wants us to get wisdom. He wants you to get, uh, he wants you to get instruction. He wants you to get understanding so that when you get all these things, you apply all these principles and then you go and teach others the facts and the truth about the word of God. And then when we have a reverence towards God, as we fear God, not that we're scared of God, but we know who he is, what he, he's able to do, 
and we respect our creator, then God says, I will give you the wisdom. This is Solomon. Remember, Solomon was the what? The, the Bible said the wisest man that ever lived, right? But he didn't end up too wise, did he? So now he's writing to his sons and trying to teach them. You know? Why? Because he wanted his sons to be wise, but we know some of them didn't turn out as wise as he did. But God is writing the word of God to us, and he's teaching we are his children. If you know Jesus Christ as your Savior, then you belong to him. You're his child. Now he's writing to us and showing us how you and I could get the wisdom that he wants us to have. Amen?